Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I am here with the very first Thregapodfo update. Thregapodfo is a very ridiculous acronym that stands for the third ever, ec- wait, um, <laughs> the third ever Germany expat podcaster advent donation face-off. That's it. That's what it is. Um, But yes, basically, this is the third year in a row that I'm going head to head with Sean of the Germany Experience to see who can raise more money for our charity of choice. Both of us, despite our many differences, uh, we have a couple things in common, Sean and I, such as that we are both foreigners living in Germany and making podcasts about it. So we said, hey, you know what? We both love it in Germany and we feel like this country has given us really so much along the way. We want to be able to give something back, and Advent's the time to do it. This year, our donations are going to an organization called Kinderlachen. They are an organization that support children across Germany in different sort of positions of need. And what's cool about partnering with them is that there's actually several different projects within Kinderlachen that you can support. So Sean is raising money for one project, and I'm raising money for a different one. And today I wanted to take a minute and just tell you more about the specific project that I chose to support. The project is called Bildung für Kinder, Kinderlachen Stipendium. So that's education for children, the the Kinderlachen grant, basically. So in Germany, there's a kind of complicated school system with lots of really nuanced ins and outs. What's relevant for this project is the fact that some kids who have physical or psychological or mental disabilities or challenges are not able to attend a traditional school. And for them, it can be really hard to find a good alternative um, because sometimes these alternative schools cost money. So that's where this grant kicks in. The money that is raised through this project goes to funding the education for one year of a student in Germany who's seeking this kind of alternative education. Well, Thregapodfo just launched on Sunday, and I'm recording this Wednesday night. The podcast comes out Thursday morning. I am very, very thrilled to say that we have already raised 75 euros for Kinderlachen. That is fantastic, not only because this means we are far ahead of Sean and the Germany experience in the competition aspect of Thregapodfo, but also because this cause really is important to me and it's very, very cool to see it getting funded through you guys, through listeners. So I set a goal of 500. We've got a couple weeks left in Advent. Let's see if we can make this happen. I'm linking to the page in my show notes if you would like to donate right now, and I'll also be posting about it on social media. If you go on my website, theexpatcast.com, you'll see a link at the top to Thregapodfo, and that's where you can find all of the information. Go ahead and hit pause right now, get your donation in, then come back, hit play, because we've got a pretty solid episode for you. I am joined by Chelsea, a fellow former Freiburger, fellow former Freiburger, that's some nice alliteration. Um, anyway, she lives in Hamburg now, and a lot of you guys know her online as Sounding Lustig. She is a hilarious lady and the perfect guest to talk about German comedy with me. We give a lot of recommendations for our favorite and least favorite comedy in Germany, and we also just talk about the age-old questions such as, are Germans funny? So go ahead and get your donation in for Thregapodfo, then come on back and enjoy the episode.
my name is Chelsea. I am from Iowa in the United States, and I'm currently living in Hamburg, Germany. Um, I've been living in Germany in total for seven years and in Hamburg for about the last three. And the four before that? The four before that, I was in the lovely town of Freiburg, as yeah. you know. <laughs> it was definitely a leading question. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was coming. And you got ripped away traveling from Freiburg, although, you know, it's the perfect place and you never really wanted to leave, right? Some would say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I really enjoyed Freiburg, but um, I have to say that I, I love Hamburg a little bit more. I'm, I'm just curious, what are some of the things that you liked more or like less between the two places? I think it was, I think it was a combination of factors because when I first moved to Germany and moved to Freiburg, I barely knew the language at all. So there were a lot of growing pains in those first few years. And maybe that sort of brought down my experience a little bit because I sometimes felt like that a-hole uh, in the room who, you know, didn't know, <laughs> didn't know any German, like this dumb American girl coming without any uh, German knowledge. But I think it is also a combination of Hamburg is a bigger city. It's very international. I always wanted to live in a big city. I think probably because I grew up in the middle of nowhere and you always want what you don't have. What was your reason for moving initially? Again, a combination of factors. Um, I met a German guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> I didn't want to move just for him, you know, hashtag independent woman, all that. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I wanted to go to grad school anyway. So I applied to go to the University of Freiburg there for my master's degree. And so I got in and I did that as well. But I did want to mention, I feel like, well, well, you said this is your podcast debut, right? So so maybe people don't know your voice so much, but they definitely know your face and your Instagram handle, which is sounding lustig. And we're taking that really <laughs> literal today. We're using that as the entire inspiration for this episode. <laughs> maybe I can give some some backstory about that. So about a year or two ago, I was just having these feelings like, you know what? I don't know if it's Germany that's influencing me or just the fact that I'm getting older, but I need to take life a little bit less seriously. So I started this new Instagram account, made it public, and just was being goofy and just like sharing whatever came into my head. And I wanted to create a blog as well. And I really agonized a long time over what to, to name both of these things. And I thought, you know what, my, my biggest passion is laughing, having fun. And I also studied linguistics. So I also had this in the back of my mind. And I'm also living in Germany, speaking two languages. So I had all these factors in mind. And I thought, okay, maybe I can mix languages here. So we have the English sounding and then the German lustig. You know, and when you're first learning a language, you know, maybe you feel like you sound funny. By the way, lustig means funny uh, in English. So when you're first learning a language, maybe you feel like you sound really funny because you don't really know if you're pronouncing things correctly or saying things correctly. And maybe the native speakers also think that, you know, maybe it sounds a bit funny when you say things grammatically incorrect or you say um, something a little inappropriate, but you're not aware of it. Um, so those were all factors that went into deciding this perhaps cringy name, but I thought it felt fitting at the time. Um, and I still do. Yeah, I really like it, actually. 
And yeah, so speaking of listening to funny things, listening to lustig things, we're here to talk about funny things. And I want to kick it off with just asking sort of generally what media you've consumed in Germany that was comedic, that was funny. I've definitely tried my fair share of movies and TV shows or even live comedy. Um, one of the first actually funny German movies that I ever saw was Fuck You, Goethe. Yeah, um, the classic. But that was a few years ago, and um, I forget even the plot of it. It's like this guy, he sort of stumbles into a school, and he has to act like he's a substitute teacher, and then he bonds with the students, and hilarity ensues. Yeah, I feel like it was like School of Rock, but without the rock band part. Yeah, that's a really good, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I also, okay, so The Office is a classic, I think, both in the U.S. and the U.K., Germany tried their version of The Office called uh, Stromberg. I thought, you know, this could be really funny. I honestly, I'm not even sure I got through the first episode. I <laughs> I was cringing for the wrong reasons. You know, like <laughs> at least when I was watching The Office, you know, you're cringing, but it's funny. And I was cringing through uh, Stromberg for the wrong reasons. It was, but I think it's because. I don't know the nuances of a fully, you know, German office. So I think it was probably a cultural clash there. I think a lot of people, uh, German people do find this show funny, but it wasn't for me. I'm, it's so funny you mentioned that because I, so I was most motivated to watch German language TV shows and, and any, any kind of content probably the first year that I moved here when I was just trying to shove the language down my throat so I can improve mm -hmm. my language skills. Side note, that's not how language acquisition works. It didn't go so well. <laughs> I was mostly just like psychologically tormented. Anyway, I tried for the exact same reasons. I was like, oh, I like The Office. This is the German office. Let me give it a go. And But this, again, the whole thing was that my German wasn't that good and I could not understand really anything. And then of course, it, yeah, it's so cultural. So I really got nowhere with it. But now my German is fluent. And I also, I work technically, I'm in the public service and mm -hmm. like work with Beamter, uh, they're called the bureaucrats, sounds way harsher in English, but um, <laughs> super sort of, it's, it's a very specific mindset. And it's not the same as a typical office mindset, but I wonder if I would find more connections there because I'm coming from this like very traditional background now. Though actually, this reminds me, the other thing I tried to watch at this time was also supposed to be funny, um, Tatort Reiniger. Have you seen this oh, one? Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. Okay, so I, A, I think back then I confused Tatort Reiniger with Tatort. So Tatort yeah. is like the scene of the crime. And this is, it's a German crime show that's Sunday night. The entire dang country is seated in front of their television watching the latest episode of Tatort. Mm -hmm. It's just cultural cornerstone. And so I knew this and I wanted to watch it and I put in Tatort into Netflix and then I got Tatort Reiniger, which is crime scene cleaner, but I didn't know any of this and I just was like, I guess they're saying Tatort as short for Tatort Reiniger. And then I went to watch it and I was like, okay, first off, this is definitely not what they were talking about, but second off, that guy talks so fast. Back then, I could not keep up with what he was saying. You know, I was doing a little bit of research. I wanted, I wanted to know what the objectively, you know, like top German comedies are. <clears throat> and Goodbye Lenin was on the list. Huh. And I've seen this movie before, and I enjoyed it. And it's apparently considered, you know, almost the number one spot, I think. And I'm like, was that a comedy? <laughs> 
<laughs> because I don't remember it being funny at all. I mean, maybe like a few moments, but isn't his mom dying and the wall and yeah, she um, I think she's like in a coma in the hospital, and while she's in the coma, the the wall comes down, but they don't want to tell her because they think it would kill her, <laughs> like okay. that she'd have a stroke or heart attack or something. I mean, I guess that aspect of it is kind of funny, but overall, I. I didn't get that at all from the movie, but I was like, okay, maybe this is German comedy. Maybe I'm just not getting it at all. Yeah, right. Maybe they just have a slightly different understanding of the concept of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Another one that I feel like is a classic is Turkish for Anfinger. Was this on any of the lists or was this on your personal list? I haven't seen that either, but I know um, it's the same actor. I should know his name by now, but the same actor that's in Fuck You Goethe. Yes, and he's a beautiful man. I just he feel is. like it should be. So he I is. will watch him in pretty much anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was so funny in the movie that um, I could definitely imagine enjoying the show with him in it. Yeah, that's that's on my list to watch. That's actually the show that I ended up choosing in that era. And mm -hmm. I, I think I saw the whole thing or I stuck with it for a long time at least. Um, the whole concept, it's, it's a blended family. So the mom has a teenage daughter and then a like sort of preteen son and they're white and German. And then the dad, he has two teenage kids, a boy and a girl. And they're Turkish. Um, but I believe maybe the dad sort of immigrated and then this, the kids were born in Germany, but I, I can't quite mm -hmm. remember. It's sort of this kind of jokey Brady Bunch situation where these two families are mixed together and um, they're learning to get along. And of course, everyone's a teenager, so everyone's very intense. They do bring in cultural things in a way that I remember fi finding really funny. Um, but there's this funny sort of side plot because the actor we're mentioning, he plays the son of the Turkish father. And I mean, it's not a spoiler. I think it happens pretty early. There's like a romance plot between him and the sister, the older sister in the white German family, mm -hmm. which is it's just never addressed that they're like relatives now. <laughs> Interesting. There's also movies of it. The movies suck, but the show is really good. Okay. I think this is like the the end of my list of shows that were funny, though. Yeah. So you told me a few days ago to watch Hazel Brugger. And so I started watching her stand-up set um, on Netflix. And I didn't get through all of it yet. I have to say, I didn't find her like laugh out loud funny. But I really enjoyed her storytelling style. She has a very like entertaining and interesting storytelling style. And I think I find that with a lot of German stand-up comedians. They have really like funny and entertaining stories, but it's, you know, they're not, they're not giving out one-liners or zingers. They're more of like the, I'm going to tell you a funny story of something that happened to me kind of thing. And I like that. I do like that. But I'm just saying, I don't expect laugh out loud funny when I'm typically watching German stand-up comedians. Yeah, I definitely think diving into the stand-up realm involves a certain amount of leaving your expectations at the door, especially if you're coming from a U.S. comedy scene. I I'm sure other parts of the world, too, you could also say this. I just can't speak to that. But in the U.S. comedy is this huge scene, and there's, I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many different subsets of stand-up types that there's really something for everyone. And in any given type of stand-up, there's quality that you can find. Yeah. Um, and I think generally the pool is a lot smaller in Germany and you just got to see what's going on, see what see what your options are. And I, I guess what I really liked about her, yeah, I think you're right, like her storytelling is really good. For me, she felt 
like she could hold her own compared to some of the U.S. comedians that I really like. I mean, I'm not super in the know, but I did listen to a couple comedy podcasts where they would feature up-and-comers. So they also weren't necessarily like the most smoothly polished top-notch comedians, but their content was still really good. And I think comparing her to that, it felt totally similar where I was like, yeah, you can really, you can tell a story, you can make things funny that aren't necessarily inherently funny. And I really like that ability because I think that allows you to have such a wide set of topics. And I can say, so that special you mentioned, it's called Tropical. It's on Netflix. I would super recommend it. Um, I watched it must have been last winter in lockdown. And then actually just a couple weeks ago, I was taken on a surprise adventure, which ended up being seeing her live. And she was so funny live. I mean, I don't know. I'm not someone who really laughs out loud when I'm watching things. Uh, Maybe if I'm with other people, I will. But if I'm alone in my room, I'm just kind of like at best an occasional chuckle. Um, And it's more of like an intellectual, I guess, or like internal thing for me which sounds weird to say about comedy, but whatever. So it is. For, so it is for me. But I, I don't know. I'd never been to stand up before on that level. So maybe I always would react this way. But I, she had me laughing loudly for the entire hour and a half, including okay. she did like crowd work, um, sort of improv bits here and there. Afterwards, she came out for Q&A and she was able to really deliver some really great moments and hilarity there. And just like all of it, it was just like, is she? I, I don't know. It was just like watching a well-trained athlete. Like she just could do everything. And she's she's Swiss. Also, I learned born in the U.S., but she's Swiss living in Germany. And so she also brings a lot of cultural things into it, which for me is just always a win. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. Yeah. Love to see her live. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. And I think she has um, a YouTube and podcasts. Yeah. Who are some other people that you watched their stand up? What do you think? Did anyone really knock your socks off? So, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the comedy or stand up scene in Hamburg. So I've been to a few smaller shows just randomly and actually I have I have a funny story the first time I ever went to a German comedy show was a few years ago it was my first year in Hamburg a colleague of mine randomly invited me to go to this comedy night because her friend had canceled so she had the extra ticket and I said to her yeah I don't know I'm a little unsure like you know I think my German's fluent but I'm really scared that I'm not gonna get the jokes I'm not gonna you know understand what's going on she's like oh just come and see so we went to this comedy show and to my surprise I was getting like 90 95 percent of it and I thought wow this is great (laughs) she's one of those friends who she always wants to speak English with me like regardless of the time or place so in between the sets, we would speak English. And then this other guy next to me, he was turned to me and he said, like, are you even understanding what's going on here? And I said, uh, yeah, ich kann auch Deutsch. I can speak German. <laughs> <laughs> and did he accept that? He was like, oh, okay, well then have fun. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't mean about it. He wasn't mean about it. He was just like genuinely curious because he could hear us speaking English and he was kind of like, okay, is she, is she getting it? Like, why is she here? And I was like, no, no, it's fine. Um, anyway, that was the first night I was introduced to this comedian that I really enjoy in Hamburg. Um, her name is Alicia Held, small shout out to her. And I've been to several of her shows now. Um, well, a lot of times she's hosting the show, so she may not do like a full set, but she'll kind of do jokes in between the other comedians. But I just really 
I think she's so hilarious. Um, she has the best stories. She's talking about her German Polish boyfriend who's always buying these new gadgets for their kitchen or for the grill or whatever. I think she has a few videos on YouTube as well. Yeah, that's really cool. It's also blowing my mind. Here I am in like a small little Freiburg having my mind blown that there's like an actual stand-up scene in a German city. <laughs> right. There are also a lot of, I think, international comedy groups that occasionally do shows in Hamburg or that tour around different German cities. So I've been to a couple of international shows where, you know, there might be an American, there might be a guy from Ghana, there might be a woman from Uzbekistan. I don't know. I've, I've been to a couple of these where um, they do their comedy in English. And that's always really interesting because... I mean, it's it's obvious you get all of these different cultural differences to comedy and what they find funny or what they think that we're going to find funny is. So that's always really fun to go to as well. Yeah, so that's actually the only type of comedy that I've encountered in Freiburg. And it's kind of just this one guy who I think actually lives in Zurich. And he's been trying to build up the scene here. So before COVID, and I think actually now they're starting it up again, um, where they do exactly that. Like he's the host and then they have three or four people do like anywhere from five to 15 minute sets. And um, I think that's really fun. I mean, like the quality is, you know, it's people who are taking the stage for the very first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really cool. Like I'm just, a, I'm really into the whole concept of comedy. I think it's actually the most powerful form of communication. Like I think it's one of the few spaces that you can really talk about things you can't talk about elsewhere or it's tricky to talk about elsewhere. Um, so I'm, I'm just like categorically in on the whole dang thing. And um, so I'm and I'm happy to help support the scene and, and hope that it kind of grows from there. I'd be curious to hear from listeners if there's any sort of comedy in their cities, but I really don't know if there's like a main hub in Germany. Um, well, I, I know someone in Cologne who is really trying to build up like the international comedy scene there and she I think she just started stand-up like during the pandemic so over the last two years or so um so I think this I is think a mutual friend what's her name Mari yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's hilarious I think it's really cool what she's doing um and it's mostly um I think female or feminist comedians and artists who come together and perform and I was lucky enough to go to a show recently uh, where people were mostly trying out new material and that was super fun I mean honestly for the most part I couldn't even tell most of it was new material it was that funny so I was really excited to be able to join that yeah I will definitely link to Mari's page in the show notes I just I can never imagine myself doing that I think it takes a lot of work I think it takes a lot of you know, good writing and planning and timing. Um, so I, you know, when people are really good, it's like, wow, there's a lot of work that goes in behind that. And I don't know if I could ever really do that. I definitely am one of those people who watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Do you know the show? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it and was like, I'm going to get a nightgown and do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a nightgown. Um, I have one, you know, notes to myself on my phone of like three potential jokes. And that's as far as I got. Oh my God. <laughs> I had that moment where I was like, I can do it too. <laughs> okay. Now everyone has to encourage her to, to keep fleshing out those jokes and then <laughs> all three of them, them. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> well, 
Okay, so this brings me to another thing I wanted to ask. Um, bringing it down to the personal level, um, do German people think you're funny? <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> I I asked my boyfriend before before this recording. I was like, "Shots, honey, do you think I'm funny?" <laughs> and he said, "Hmm, sometimes." <laughs> so I work in a team of mostly Germans, let's say. And I like to try and keep things, you know, fun and fresh as much as possible during work because, you know, work should be a bit fun too. And I mean, there are definitely times when my stupid jokes fall flat, but I hope for the most part people find me somewhat funny and not in a cringy way. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Well, I definitely ask also out of personal curiosity because, like, I think I'm funny and I don't know that German people would agree with me. Like, in a social setting, I've definitely been in the scenario where I say something, I have some kind of comeback or I tell a story. And the comebacks sometimes work, but sometimes the extra three seconds it takes them to understand my pronunciation kind of it doesn't ruin it, but it definitely takes away from it. Or yeah. if, you know, like if I'm telling a story, I'll get halfway through and realize like somewhere along the way I made some kind of mistake and they're not actually with me anymore. But I'm like almost at the joke part or like the punchline, the climax, whatever. And so I just see it through. But there's just that awkward moment where they're just kind of like smiling and like the, the empathy laugh where they're like, nah, I know you think you told something funny. So I'll just. <laughs> no, I get that as well, because I tend to make a lot of references without thinking about whether the person is going to get the reference. Like a few weeks ago, I made some joke or reference to Mean Girls, the movie, and I don't remember what it was exactly. Maybe maybe I was having lunch with my colleagues and I said, mm, is butter a carb? And they just sort of <laughs> look at me with these blank faces and I'm like, Mean Girls, you know, the, the movie Mean Girls? And they're like, no, I've never heard of that movie. I've never seen that movie. I'm like, Okay, there are some different <laughs> base levels going on here. And trust me, I hope you would think that's funny if you had seen the movie. I'm just imagining like a German person being like, well, according to this nutritional magazine that I recently <laughs> read, actually butter is not a kind of <laughs> It's actually a fat, so no. Yeah. <laughs> I told, I mean, okay, I don't know if it's telling a joke. I made a joke the other day. In a, okay, it was in a professional setting, so maybe I should say that. but. I was discussing replacing a public facing desk and the person who was trying to sell it, um, like the person from the the furniture company was like, actually, look, what we could do is we make it white and then we put like lights in the background and then you can like change the lights for different seasons or you could even make the lights so that they're on or off if someone's there to answer questions or not. And I was like, huh the light's on when you're there and it's off when you're not. Something about red light. Something's lighting up in my mind. I, I think I've heard this concept before. <laughs> and they just all stared at me and then just kept talking. And I was like, oh my God. No, no. <laughs> Prostitution? No one? Come on. Come on. <laughs> like, I think that was objectively, and it, I, I get it was a professional setting, but I think it wasn't too far. Yeah. Let's just say, let's just think that this joke was so above their heads that, you know, they would remember it later that night and then laugh. 
Yeah. Let's just they're say in the that because of, like quartzite and for their dinner, and then they're just all of a sudden cracking up, like because oh. I think that's hilarious. So <laughs> thank you for the yes. validation. I need it actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, and reverse that. Um, do are are Germans funny? The ever debated question. There are some that are funny for sure. Generally, mm, not so much. I would say. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Not everybody needs to be funny all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be, I think, a bit more entertaining. But um, I've, I think I've realized that the sense of humor is much different based on your culture and where you're from. But I think a lot of German humor is derived from political satire. That, I mean, that can be so funny. I mean, I basically grew up like in my adolescence watching Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert on their political satire shows. And, you know, being from the US, we know how much of a mockery it can sometimes be. So I get that. But as a foreigner or as, you know, someone international, um, it can be really hard to understand because, I mean, first of all, you have to on a linguistic level, you know, understand what, what the jokes are. Like if you're looking at a German meme or something, first of all, understand what it's saying there. And then, you know, maybe you need to know the political structure that is going on in Germany, or maybe you need to know the background of this, you know, certain politician that they're making fun of. So um, there are a lot of layers to that. And, you know, I'm not going to look up the entire history of these politicians to, to find out why this joke is funny. So that can be a bit of a struggle, but I, I totally get it. Political satire can be really fun, and I think that's really common here. It's such a good point and actually really fitting because the last episode that came out before this one, we talked about the media landscape in Germany, and actually it came up that they don't really have so many of those types of shows here. There, there's one or two that you can name as examples, but they're not so common. But it's true, actually, on the individual level, on the you know, if you're like sitting in a beer garden having a conversation and people are laughing at something, like it very well could be a joke in that category. It's just happening not on the TV show, but rather, you know, yeah. an individual's hot take on the latest. I don't know. I think I think there's definitely moments where Germans are really funny and, and like I, there is a special kind of German humor that I find them funnier now that I understand the language much better than I used to yeah. at the beginning because it's not it's not jokes put you know elbowing the person next to you haha funny it's often a bit more of a sly or like intellectual humor but that can also be fun or though I find there's also this very baseline humor that they are so into like dinner for one. Oh my god it, I was gonna bring this up it's it's terrible <laughs> But I think we've talked about it on the show before. It's, they watch it every year at New Year's Eve, and it's it's actually a British movie, I guess. It's like only 20 minutes or so, but it's all physical comedy and sort of corny, cheesy physical comedy, but they love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. I really wonder if that's a generational thing, though. Like, I, I don't know many younger people who who still watch that. I mean, maybe if it's a tradition in their family, but... Yeah, I remember watching that and thinking, oh my God, please turn it off. I like I like some good physical humor, but not constantly for 20 minutes, you know? Right. <laughs> it's about time to wrap things up, but I wanted to have us both check our lists real fast and see if there were any like really good recommendations or things we wanted to bring up that we didn't get to. 
Yeah, I just want to say that if anyone out there listening is a fan of TikTok or is on TikTok, there are some really, really good and funny uh, people on TikTok doing German language content. I, I follow quite a few who, I mean, these people are making me cackle in bed every night. Uh, so <laughs> if anyone wants any of my personal recommendations of um, funny people on TikTok to follow, let me know. I can give you quite a few. Do you yeah. want to hit us with, I don't know, one to three right now? So there's this guy, Dominic, um, and I'm not sure what exactly his handle is, but he does these really funny, really, it's sort of like The Office. It's very cringe, and he does it about corporate scenarios where he will act out these like really cringy scenarios that you might have in The Office. Like when you come back from vacation and everyone's asking you what you did on vacation and you you want to tell everyone that you you got a tan in Mallorca or something. I'm not selling it very hard right now, but <laughs> trust me, it is like cringe funny. A lot of these people that I watch, they do just really funny uh, POVs, like points of view. Um, so there's this other guy, Felix, he does really funny POVs and he's kind of he's kind of bitchy about it and that's kind of what's <laughs> funny about it. I think one of his is POV, you have to suck up to your math teacher because you don't know how to turn on your calculator. And so he's just trying to make up ways in which he is schmoozing his math teacher. Again, I don't think I'm selling this very well, but trust me, he's funny. <laughs> or um, there's this guy, Nick. Uh, most of these are guys. Uh, there's this guy, Nick, and he he tends to do satire about the like wealthy businessmen type Germans who maybe inherited a bunch of money from daddy. And so he does these funny um, satirical videos making fun of these types of guys. So yeah, that's just a few, but uh, I have more if, if anyone wants to know. <laughs> That's really good to know because I'm I'm not a TikTok person. I only get it filtered through whatever people share on Instagram. And of course, given the people I'm following for this podcast, I'm mostly finding English speakers kind of presenting cultural things, which is also really funny. But yeah, I'm excited and intrigued by this whole concept of Germans doing TikTok. Oh, yeah. I love the people who are also, you know, who are fellow foreigners like us and who are sort of poking fun at like living in Germany, that's also, um, I mean, I try to do that sometimes. And I think it's really funny. Yes, I was gonna say you're one of the people who actually like gets me with the like, I think it's so funny. <laughs> I think. Oh, thank you. But okay, then we will leave the recommendations there for now. And it's time to round the corner and head home with the ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. So it's a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it, just go with your gut. Are okay. you ready? I'm scared. Yeah. Good. You should be. Uh, first one. What is your favorite type of popcorn? Salty. Next one. What is, in your opinion, the coolest neighborhood in Hamburg? Oof. Um, I like Eimsbüttel. That might be a safe answer because it's quite a large area, but um, I think it's pretty diverse and hip and something for everyone is there. And finally, I'm very excited to ask you this question because I, I think you're a fellow fan, but I, I don't know that we've confirmed this. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite Monoskin song? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I guess probably the newest one, Mamma Mia, because I haven't overplayed it yet. 
you are. Oh, You're yes. down that rabbit hole too. Okay. Oh awesome. my God. Great. Such a sexy group of people. <laughs> Jesus. And it just keeps it just keeps going. <laughs> it just keeps getting better somehow. I love them. For context, this is the band that won Eurovision this year. It's an Italian rock band four members, all of whom are just incredibly, first mm-hmm. of all, cool people. They seem like good people, but they are hot and they know it and it's great. Oh, yeah. It's so great. We love it. So we mentioned way at the top that you, um, that people may know you through Instagram or from Instagram and your handle there is sounding lipstick as discussed. Um, but give it to us all one more time. Where can people find you? Where can they reach out for those sweet, sweet TikTok recommendations and more? <laughs> Yeah, so um, my handle is pretty much the same everywhere on TikTok and Instagram, Sounding Lustig. So that's sounding in English, L-U-S-T-I-G. I also have a little blog that I try to keep up to date, but I'm kind of bad at timing these days. But you can also find the link to that in my Instagram bio. So if you have any questions, um, shoot me a DM. My ears are open. Thank you so very much for joining me on this. I it's like, it, it was, okay, I'm just going to say it. This is the day, the day of recording is the day that they announced that the Christmas market's shutting here in Freiburg. And so I was being really grumpy and sad and talking about comedy with you was just the perfect cure. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks one more time to Chelsea for coming on the Expat Cast. Links to her Instagram, TikTok, and blog are in the show notes. There you'll also find links to my social media. I am on Instagram and on Twitter at The Expat Cast. And you can visit me online at theexpatcast.com. Don't forget to get your donation in for Thregapodfo, the third ever Germany expat podcaster's advent donation face-off. Help me beat my rival Sean by raising more money and help kids across Germany get an education by donating to Kinderlachen. Information about Kinderlachen and how to donate is also in my show notes. Thanks as always goes to Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Sidehug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds to be hitting you with another Travel Germany episode. This time we are heading to Wiesbaden. Till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.